This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 30, Cultivating Courage and Self-Compassion. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hey everyone, how are you doing? I hope everyone's having a good week. It is starting to get really hot around here in Ohio and I'm loving it. So Last week, I was talking about the things that we do to deal with emotions when they happen, as if emotions only happen sometimes. We're always feeling an emotion because you're always thinking something. But today, I wanted to add on from that. And just as a reminder, the three ways that we typically deal with emotions are either by reacting to them or avoiding them or resisting them. And I talked about in last week how you can learn to allow the emotion in your body. So today, I want to focus on courage and self-compassion. Now, both of these are emotions, and I think they are such useful emotions to generate. I think that they are emotions that we kind of neglect, and we we don't think about generating them as much as we could. So I want to be focusing on these and helping you understand why these emotions might be really helpful for you. So what do you think courage is? How would you define courage? I had a client this past week and she told me her definition of courage was moving forward even when you're scared. And I loved that definition. And I also looked up online And one of the definitions of courage was mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Now, courage, I think, is an emotion that is highly valued in our society. We like hearing stories of courage. We like when people demonstrate courage. But courage is nothing without having something that's scary about it. Courage happens in the face of something that you fear or that most of the people around you would fear. Otherwise, I was talking to a client, courage without the fear is actually confidence. So it's just an interesting dynamic to play with. And so I wanted to read you a couple quotes from one of my very favorite researchers, Brene Brown. She's a shame researcher and she's done so much incredible work over the past I don't know, two decades. She's been around for a while. And one of her books that's incredible is The Gift of Imperfection. If you have not read it yet, I highly recommend it. But here's a couple of things that Brene Brown says about courage. She says that courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. Courage is not staying quiet about things that make us un comfortable. And I think about just this podcast, sharing things that I have been thinking about, but putting out into a platform, putting out in front of people, 
it can be a little bit uncomfortable. And so it has taken a little bit of courage in order to share this message. But I believe in these tools and these lessons that I've learned so much that I'm willing to get over any of those fears of failure or disappointing other people or other people's opinions in order to put it out. So I want to ask you, when was the last time that you felt courageous? I was thinking about one of my daughters when she was very young. I had her going to go get a shot at a doctor's office and her younger sister was there. And so I was so I was a little bit worried about what would happen if my older daughter was freaking out about the shot and then my younger daughter saw it because they were like mm, probably like five and three at the time. And I told my older daughter, I told her, I said, do you remember? Because she was really into Brave at that time, the, the Disney cartoon. I was like, do you remember Merida? How brave she was? And I talked about what she did in the storyline. And my daughter was like, yeah, she was so brave. And so I explained to her exactly what was going to happen with the shot. Mind you, she's like four or five years old. And I told her, you can be brave too. Even though it might feel a little bit scary, you can be brave. And if you want to, you can cry, but you don't have to if you want to be brave. Now, this I feel like is different than telling her, don't feel your emotions, but I wanted to let her know that courage was an option. And she was like, yeah, I could do that. And she got this shot. And I just remember afterwards, she's like, ooh, that hurt a little bit, but not very much. And I was able to use that example with her about this is how you practice courage. You know that something might be a little uncomfortable. It might be a little scary, but you can do it. And then I was thinking about a time when I showed courage back in July, 2018, when I got the call for my kidney transplant, I had pretty much deluded myself into believing that I didn't need a kidney transplant. I was very sick, mind you, very, very sick. But I just was in total denial that this was happening, that I was actually that sick because in my mind, I was a very healthy person. And so when I got the call that there was a transplant, there was a kidney available, I didn't know what to do. In fact, I was like, do I say yes? I'm not sure. Of course, I knew that I needed to say yes, but I also recognized that I had a choice. And I did not have to say yes if it didn't feel right. And I kept explaining during that time that I felt terrified. I felt terrified and excited all at the same time because, I mean, this is an unknown journey you're going on. I'm electively going in for a surgery for them to place something in me that was in somebody else's body that has been laying dormant in ice and not alive. This is... This is a huge adventure and I like adventure, but this one was a new one that I was not sure about. And so it really took courage for me to say, yes, yes, I'm all in. I want this surgery. I want to do better. And especially it took courage after the surgery because there were so many complications post-surgery and how I had to treat myself as I was going through something that was very terrifying for me at the time. And it took me a long time to be able to process all of those emotions of what had happened and what I made that mean about me and about my situation. 
So the second component that I want to talk about today is self-compassion. Now, when I looked up a definition for self-compassion, it said that self-compassion is being warm and understanding toward ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate. Rather than ignoring our pain or flagellating ourselves with self-criticism. So I just love this self-compassion because the ignoring the pain, that's more of the resisting and the avoiding the emotions like we were talking about. And then the flagellating ourselves, that reacting and then that, that beating yourself up afterwards. That's, this is the complete opposite. Self-compassion is bringing understanding to what you're going through. And that's really what healed me after my transplant, after these complications, once I was on the other side and I was healing physically, but emotionally, I still had so much healing to do. The only way that was possible was through self-compassion. And I feel like this is one of the things where we value courage and maybe we find ways to practice it. It's a lot harder, I think, to practice self-compassion. And I was thinking about when was the last time I showed myself self-compassion? Now, I think that I do it in a lot of little ways all the time. But one of the bigger ways I was thinking about was just this past week, a couple, maybe like three days ago, I was, it just seemed like one thing was happening after another that whole day. And it just, I couldn't get ahead and was just having a really hard time. And I just couldn't figure out why I my body was physically wanting to shut down. My nervous system was elevated and I was having this freeze response because I was in the fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. I was having this freeze response. And where I usually before in the past, I would never let myself off of the hook. I always would be like, hey, if you're not crying, like you don't deserve a break. Now, I have changed so much of how I relate and deal with myself, how I relate to myself, that I was able to bring self-compassion. And so I went and go, went and laid down on the couch, snuggled up with a warm blanket, <laughs> watched some Judge Judy because is she not amazing? Like, how does she know that they're lying? <laughs> she knows who's telling the truth and who's lying because she's been doing this so long. So anyway, that's just my... Funny thing, I needed to bring myself back to a level of safety and a level of comfort. And I couldn't figure out why I was escalated, but I didn't need to know in that moment because I was willing to give myself self-compassion. And so through that self-compassion, I allowed myself to just rest like my body needed to and to not judge myself Like, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you getting all of this done? Not self-criticizing. And it was so interesting because the next morning when I woke up, because I had allowed myself that self-compassion, I was able to see, hey, yeah, a lot of these things happened, but the straw that broke the camel's back was that we had been watching this mama bird build a nest in the outside window of our bathroom for the past few weeks. We watched her build the nest. We watched her lay one of her little blue robin eggs and then three more. And then we watched the eggs hatch. And we had put up like a little canvas so that the mama bird wouldn't get freaked out and see us every time we opened up the door to go to the bathroom. And we'd been just like really caring for this little nest and really interested in it and getting very excited about it. 
And that particular day, we had had a windstorm and we had some rain and we found out that the nest had been knocked to the ground from a two-story building, two-story window. And two of the little birds had died and two of them were missing. And so for whatever reason, that event was not within my level of tolerance. It was too much. I'd had too many stressors that I had not processed through the full way. And then I had that event that, of course, I had all of these thoughts I was bringing to it. And I was bringing a lot of self-judgment, like, couldn't I have figured out a way to make the nest not fall? Shouldn't I have put something up on the other side to keep it more sturdy? I was blaming myself because then my son saw it, my older son, and he was really sad about it. And so I was taking on his emotions and feeling like I had failed him. I'd failed everyone because now this little nest had been destroyed and these little birds had been destroyed. But I couldn't bring myself to that understanding that I had this whole story tied to this cute little bird nest until I had offered myself self-compassion first, until I had let myself really start to understand what was going on instead of telling myself, this is so silly, this is so stupid, you should be over this, this shouldn't really matter. I let all of that drama go and I just let myself grieve for this little nest, these little birds. So I want to ask you, what prevents you from being able to allow an emotion? We have emotions that are happening all the time. Every day we're having an emotion. When you have these escalated emotions and you're not able to process them and allow them to happen in your body, Usually it's because you're judging your experience. Like I said, you're telling yourself, this is silly. This is too much. Too, this is not a big deal. Like you shouldn't feel this way. All of that is resisting. All of that is avoiding. And it takes courage to see your emotions and to begin to understand them. It takes courage to acknowledge that your emotions are being created by the stories that you're telling about the events in your life. And it can seem really scary at first. That's where the courage comes in because so much we are used to believing that the things that happen in our lives make us feel a certain way. And it's just not true. Those birds, that bird nest falling didn't make me feel sad. Me thinking that it shouldn't have happened and that birds should not die, me fighting against that reality, that created the pain for me, not them not that bird nest falling because we know that because there's probably other bird's nests in my backyard that fell or in the near proximity. I don't even care about them. They didn't affect me emotionally. It's just that I had attached to that particular nest and that particular brood of baby chicks so or birds, whatever they're called. So once you have the courage to allow the emotion in your body, that's a skill to drop judgment and avoidance and welcome in self-compassion, welcome in that warm and understanding with yourself. And what I really hope is that you will walk away with starting to learn about this skill of recognizing when you're having an emotion and practicing courage by allowing space for that emotion and practicing self-compassion by allowing those vibrations and sensations in your body 
to be safe by allowing your body to be a safe place for that emotion to exist. Be willing to do that now process of allowing the emotion that I talked about in the previous episode of noticing your emotion, being open to it, and witnessing how it manifests itself in your body, not holding on to it, letting it work its way through and do what it was always meant to do. So do you have an emotion that you would like to practice allowing space for? Really think about it. You can practice it at any moment. So I want you to think about what emotions am I operating out of? And what emotions can I create space for? And how can I create self-compassion for myself and whatever experience I'm having? Because if I'm having an emotional experience right now, I'm meant to have it. It's meant to be here. All right. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Have you had a kidney transplant and you are struggling with what to do now? I have the perfect program coming out. It's called How to Thrive Post-Transplant. We're going to talk about how to come to peace with your past health. That includes your diagnosis, your transplants, your recovery, and this new normal life that you're living now. We're going to talk about healing your relationships with your family members, with your friends, with your body, with yourself. And then we're going to talk about how to define your success. You get to define it. It gets to be whatever you want it to be. We're going to create new goals and you can pick any place to create a goal. It can be something with your physical health, spiritual, emotional, financial, intellectual, educational, social, your hobbies, or a business. If this interests you today, hop on a call with me and let's get going. I'm so excited for what you can create through this process. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.